This episode of Weekly Weird News is brought to you by Vincero Watches and Keeps. We'll talk about them a little bit later in the show, but first, the weirdest news of all. We were able to capture the most elusive Pokemon in the Internet Today Extended Universe and force it to host an episode before Elliot gets back from vacation. Hundar, do you even go by that anymore? You can call me whatever you want, sweetie. Brett's here. Hey, guys. Yeah, he's here. This was on my way to somewhere I was going. So It's it, very early. It, it what is it, 4 a.m. right now it's I had the book you at? Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. thanks for coming. Yeah. Everything yeah. going good? House looks great. Things Thank you. Things are great. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, today, Brett, uh, we're talking about a musician slash artist slash activist and in recent years, author. Wow. And that person goes by the name of Moby. Obviously, the first question anyone would be asking is either, who is Moby? <laughs> Uh, or why the hell is anyone talking about Moby in 2019? Now, Moby comes from the first generation of what people these days refer to as EDM. He had a bunch of techno hits in the 90s. He's had his movies or his music on movies, TV shows, and commercials. And he was also dissed by Eminem in his 2002 song "Without Me," where Mr. Mathers said, "And Moby, you can get stomped by Obi." That's referring to fellow Detroit rapper Obi Trice. You 36-year-old bald-headed. Can't say this word on YouTube, guys. Sorry, gotta gotta bleep it. And then he says, blow me. You don't know me. You're too old. Let's get it over. Nobody listens to techno. Two, two things, though. Okay. Cut forward a decade from when that song was made, and everybody listens to techno. Yeah. Uh, and also, to clarify, Brett, wow, okay. Moby and Eminem, they had a beef in the early 2000s. It was weird, but so was everything back then. Uh, Moby called Eminem very clever, but also a misogynist, a homophobe, a racist, and an anti-Semite. Ah. Eminem dissed him in the track, and then they got into it even more on the MTV Video Music Awards, a, a show that used to be just sought after by every. Young person. It was it was a pinnacle of moments in your year as a teenager. <laughs> the entire beginning of this episode is like your brand, and you're trying to describe to a random person watching all this ancient history that no one cares about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but enough music history, Ricky. Yes. Moby thanks. made some techno hits. Continued to work. You know, he's just been very uh, prolific. Mm -hmm. Never got beat up by Eminem. Okay, and maintained a schedule of releasing albums, touring, and writing books over the last almost 20 years since that moment in the sun. So what is Moby up to now? Mm. Well, the only reason we're even talking about him is that Moby is getting up there in age. And as we all know, when musicians start getting older, they start revealing all the weird shit they did when they were at their peak to the masses. Yeah. Now, two recent examples that have been covered in this show would be Quincy Jones, who claimed in an interview last year that he used to date Ivanka Trump, that the Beatles were the worst musicians in the world, that Marlon Brando would fuck anything, even a mailbox, I mean, I, I believe, definitely believe that. And also revealed who actually killed JFK. And then there's Paul McCartney, who decided it, it was the right time to let the world know that he and his bandmates would sometimes just have a big old jerk-off session when they were bored. Yeah. Hey. It was the beat, it was the... Beat the Meatles was the, was the headline. Beat the Meatles. Yeah. So compared to that, Moby's stories are just as weird and actually actually somewhat creepier. Yeah, depending wow. on how you view adults dating teenagers. <laughs> uh, okay, first off, before we get into the more recent stories, we should point out that uh, if the world had just listened to Moby after 9-11, mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be in these endless wars because <laughs> Moby had an airtight strategy that was sitting right there out in the open on his blog where he said just five days after the terrorist attacks in New York and uh, DC and Pennsylvania, uh, just five days after 9-11, he said this on his blog. If we were to use our best graphic designers to come up with a pamphlet that depicted bin Laden drinking, gambling, and having sex with prostitutes, and then drop this pamphlet over the Islamic countries, his reputation would be destroyed. Please don't laugh. 
this really would work. <laughs> Photoshop battles. Yeah. <laughs> Literal Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it would have been so easy, yet wow. here we are. So maybe we should listen to Moby Damn. or not, depending on how this episode goes. Flash forward to recent times. <laughs> Moby, he first started making headlines last year thanks to the release of his memoir, Then It Fell Apart, where, among other things, he revealed that at least on one occasion, he beat the shit out of himself, hmm. saying, One night, years earlier, after another relationship failed because of panic, my frustration and anger boiled over until I started punching myself in the face. I hit myself once, then again, then again very hard, making myself fall backward onto the floor. For a second, it felt good and even justified. I had punched myself in my worthless face. <laughs> then I was scared because I didn't know if I was sane. Sane people generally didn't punch themselves in the face until they fell down. That's just a scene from Fight Club. I don't know if, I don't think that, <laughs> he's just remembering his past a little weirdly. Uh, yeah, he, he also revealed uh, that back in 2001, he was drunk at a party and uh, on a dare from a friend, he rubbed his penis on then real estate developer and future president Donald Trump. What? His actual penis? His yeah. bare penis? Yeah. Uh, according to the book and further explanation of the story on talk shows, a friend dared him to knob touch Trump, which he explains is when you take your penis out of your pants at a party and brush it up against someone. You flirt with sexual assault. That's, very, it's a, fun a very party common game. party trick. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Uh, Moby went on to explain the moment in detail saying, shit, I said, realizing I now had to knob touch Donald Trump. I drank a shot of vodka to brace myself, pulled my flaccid penis out of my pants, and casually walked past Trump, trying to brush the edge of his jacket with my penis. Luckily, he didn't even seem to notice or even twitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that man assaulted the president. <laughs> yeah, let's get him. A lot of his stories are definitely written less as an acknowledgement of the mistakes he made during his pinnacle of fame or when he was just plain young and dumb. But the way he recounts everything seems to be done in a way that he hopes will make him sound totally badass and super cool. Yeah, like he's writing his own Fight Club movie about himself yeah. dick-touching the president and punching himself in the face. That was like his Project Mayhem uh, homework assignment for the night. So. Yeah, he's just waiting for someone to adapt it into an amazing movie. <laughs> cool. Well, he also can't really use the young excuse because even back in the late 90s, Moby was already well into his 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, apparently back in 2006, he tried unsuccessfully to bang Lana Del Rey, aka Lizzie Grant, mm -hmm. right? And bragged about how his apartment at the time was at least five stories tall. It's a big apartment. Okay, <laughs> Okay. in this exchange, uh, I'll be Moby and yeah. you'll be Lana Del Rey? Yes, yeah. Oh, man. All right, during dinner, she told me she was a musician, so I asked, Will you play me some of your music? Sure. Do you have a piano? Yes. Back on the second floor. Floors in an apartment. Moby, you know you're the man. <laughs> ha, thanks. No, not like that. You're a rich wasp from Connecticut, and you live in a five-level penthouse. You're the man, as in stick it to the man, as in the person they guillotine in the revolution. <laughs> I didn't know if she was insulting me, but I decided to take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Later on in the evening, Moby tried to make a move on her. What's wrong? I like you, but I hear you do this with a lot of people. I wanted to lie, to tell her that I didn't, that I was chaste, sane, and ethical, but I said nothing. I'd like to see you again. Me too. I walked her downstairs to the 29th <laughs> Downstairs <laughs> to the 29th floor. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> to the 29th floor and kissed her goodnight at the bank of the elevators. This wasn't how I imagined the night ending. I assumed that we'd end up christening my new apartment with vodka and sex. But to my surprise, this was almost nicer. 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> a nice wholesome smooch from Lana Del Rey after she totally deconstructs the way you're living. Hoof. <laughs> it's like the. It's so funny, like reading this, because it just seems like the most braggadocious book you could have ever written by yourself. It's not like a. Uh, it's not like the heroin diaries. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's more just like hey. I used to be cool. Yeah. You kids like cool, doing cool things. Bunch of fucking humble brags, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this brings us all to the latest movie story to essentially go viral, which again, it's just from this book that came out a year ago, but it was recently brought back to the news for whatever reason. <laughs> People were running out of headlines. And people were <laughs> just now got around to reading it. Yeah. Uh, well, with this book, it's like you get sick of it after one page. You're like, come on. <laughs> we're going to be learning about stuff from this book for years. Wow. Uh, anyways, this was brought back around. Moby said that he dated Natalie Portman back when she was 20, asterisk, and he was 33. At the time, the way he tells it, he'd just finished a show and someone told him that Natalie Portman was backstage waiting for him. They met, they hung out, talked about his concert from that night. I loved it, she said. <laughs> she was wearing jeans and a white t-shirt. Her dark brown hair was pulled back in a ponytail. The songs from play were so great. Natalie sat on the black leather couch and smiled at me. My heart stuttered. He continues, I was nervous, so I made small talk. We're going to New York in a few days, I said, for the VMAs. She smiled again and looked straight into my eyes. I'll be in New York too. Can we meet up? This was confusing. I was a bald bin drinker who lived in an apartment that smelled like mildew and old bricks. Uh, obviously before he moved into the yeah. luxurious penthouse. And Natalie Portman was a beautiful movie star. But here she was in my dressing room. Flirting with me. Maybe the penthouse smelled like mildew and old bricks. That's why I was so, you know. Yeah, you got a good deal on it. <laughs> it was like 30 stories, but it's like beech trees from uh, Dread. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. a slump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I just actually took this over from a bunch of, like, uh, poor people. I bought it up real cheap and just demolished everything. <laughs> he then talks about how they met up at the VMAs, then went to an after party where he mentioned that Joe Perry from Aerosmith told Moby how much he loved his album, which made Moby say to himself, God, I can't even read this anymore. <laughs> Enough people had told me this lately that it no longer surprised me. <laughs> yada, yada. He goes to another party where he has a DJ set. He's playing and Portman's cheering him on and that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he considered this dating or some form of a relationship because even 11 years ago, he told the story about his very brief affair with Natalie Portman. So at this point, it's like, maybe Moby thought they were dating or that their few moments together were dating. Maybe not. He claims that she broke it off with him after she met someone else. Mm -hmm. Either way, the headlines ran. And during a recent interview, Portman was actually asked about uh, this claim that her and Moby had dated. She didn't mince words. <laughs> Here's how she tells it. I was surprised to hear that he characterized the very short time that I knew him as dating because my recollection is a much older man being creepy with me when I had just graduated high school. He said I was 20. I definitely wasn't. I was a teenager. I had just turned 18. Oh. There was no fact checking from him or his publisher. It almost feels deliberate. That he used this story to sell his book was very disturbing to me. It wasn't the case. There are many factual errors in invention. I would have liked him or his publisher to reach out to fact check. So, I mean, if you're, okay, if you're a dude, any dude, not just Moby, the okay. greatest person on earth, obviously, uh -huh. as he tells it. Uh -huh. uh, if you're a dude, any dude, and he told everyone around you that you and this girl dated, mm -hmm. but then she publicly tells everyone that you weren't dating and that you're actually just a creepy old man, what would you do? Reel back in embarrassment and shame? Log off, disappear, maybe shut the fuck up for a while while you privately attempt to work through the cringe shivers while this potentially blows over? Mm, yeah. 
Or would you instead head over to Instagram to fight for your good name and desperately try to prove to a bunch of people on the internet that you totally dated a teenager when you were in your 30s? Ooh. Well, if you're Moby, you chose the latter because upon hearing that Portman denied this claim and called him creepy, Moby posted a shirtless picture of himself standing next to Natalie Portman, which obviously proves that they totally dated because look, here they are together, Brett. Oh, no. <laughs> look at his expression. <laughs> and look at her face. Mm. His caption read, I recently read a gossip piece wherein Natalie Portman said we'd never dated. This confused me as we did, in fact, date. <laughs> and after briefly dating in 1999, we remained friends for years. I like Natalie, and I respect her intelligence and activism. But to be honest, I can't figure out why she would actively misrepresent the truth about our, albeit brief, involvement. The story as laid out in my book, Then It Fell Apart, is accurate. Link with, in the description. <laughs> <laughs> with lots of corroborating photo evidence, etc. P.S. I completely respect Natalie's possible regret in dating me. To be fair, I would probably regret dating me too but it doesn't alter the actual facts of our brief romantic history. Mm. Truly, this would be the last we hear from Moby, right? He said his piece, he brought some receipts, he was self-depreciating, and now he could leave it behind him as a he said, she said moment. Mm -hmm. Well, that assumption is false. Oh no, because Moby decided to read the comments and apparently for the first time realized that people can be mean on the internet. Yeah. So he just kept on posting. Dear trolls, I just don't know if hating a stranger is the best use of your one short life. When you are on your deathbed, do you really want to think, at least I spent my time hating strangers on social media? But as we all know, Moby is not a stranger. No. He's all of our best friends, creator of some of the most prolific techno music of the 90s. Listen, let's not shit on Play. Play was a pretty good album. It's a fantastic album. Okay. All right. A fantastic album. <laughs> not, no denying that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But come on, Moby, just, just let it go. It's it's fine, just chill, okay? Be like your music and just chill. Very chill. Good advice. Uh, but no, he couldn't let it go. He posted a photo of some trees next, and he said, you know what's nice? That nature doesn't care. Also, I can choose frustration and bitterness, or I can remember that as an activist, I'm here to help, not to be helped. Mm. To be one of service, not to be served. Might sound like hippie nonsense, but it's what I believe and that adversity is no excuse for abandoning integrity and principles. So attack me, slander me, lie about me. In the meantime, I'll be trying to save animals and help stop humans from destroying the only home we have. Bye. Isn't that what they say in John Wick 3? I'm here to be of service. <laughs> Moby handed in his coin one too many times. Yeah, yeah. And now they've turned against him. Oh no. Uh, anyways, that that that's all fine, whatever. For his part, Moby, he does seem like an okay dude these days outside of this really weird obsession with being right about dating Natalie Foreman, uh, in addition to his pain, painfully obvious obsession with himself. He's done humanitarian work, he's donated money and musical equipment to various charities, and the most important part, probably, with all this, he's been sober for over a decade, so that definitely helps, I'm sure. So just keep, keep with the chill shit, Moby. Tone down the smugness. Maybe stop trying to prove to the world that you dated a teenager. Uh, in fact, don't listen to us. Listen to Space Ghost. Well, Nobody cares, Moby. Nobody cares. No one. <laughs> okay. Well, that's enough, Moby, for at least a few lifetimes. Yeah. Let's take a break to thank your sponsors for this week's episode, and then you can get into the craziest headlines from the past week. Everybody's favorite part. Wow. Once again, we're sponsored by our pals, 
Look, I mean, I'm actually wearing a Vincero watch. Chow Chop sponsored by them too? Yeah, that's nice. right, baby. There Woo! Uh, for Vincero, luxury is a process. It's not about specs. It's not about price. It's about attention to detail, a step-by-step -step process to craft every product. It's this process that separates them from the competition. It's a belief that you deserve the best. And they're always coming out with new styles, including their Rogue and Chrono S collection. It's the one that I always wear. Uh, head to vincerowatches.com slash weirdnews and enter promo code weird15 to get 15% off your entire order. Vincero watches, exceptionally crafted, fairly priced, Head to VinceroWatches.com slash Weird News, promo code Weird15, and uh, check out all their goods. Now, this show is also sponsored by Keeps today. Uh, losing your hair, it sucks. Two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Here comes Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost a lot of money, but now with Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. Getting started with Keeps is very easy. It takes less than five minutes. They'll have you answer a couple of questions and snap some photos of your hair, and then a licensed physician will review your info, recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's gonna be shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps is between $10 and $35 a month, and if you use our link, you can get your first month free. Head to keeps.com slash weekly weird if you're interested, and you'll get a free month to get you started. Keeps.com slash weekly weird. All of the links to the sponsors are in the description below, as well as Moby's book. Uh, <laughs> Moby does not use Keeps. Uh, now let's get into the weirdest headlines from this week, starting with, Brett, why don't you take it away? Real pastor holds church in VR, baptizes anime girl. It's a real wholesome moment. Wow, that's kind of nice. Very, very wholesome. Yeah, it's uh, obviously in VR chat. Yeah. Real preacher in there, uh, or pastor in there, and uh, you know, just your humble, average, everyday anime girl wants to see, wants to have her soul saved. That's right. Wants to be cleansed. She's on the path. So uh, that, it happened. It was, it's not really an awkward watch. It's just kind of fucking weird, but so is everything <laughs> else in VR chat. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It, the, the headline is way, way cooler than the actual video because mm. it's just like, they're taking it like completely seriously. Is there water? Is there like a, like a VR river? Yeah, there? but like the water in VR chat like doesn't look like, they're in like a little like, Nook, basically, uh, and yeah. yeah. Anyways, cool. the VR or the anime girl has been saved. <laughs> Her soul can now ascend to heaven. All that's going to be left behind are a little pair of Harajuku shoes <laughs> when the rapture comes. Well, she's got to keep going on the path. Her first communion will be coming up. Confirmation. It's a yeah. whole process for us Catholics. Yeah. Can't that. wait for the uh, the blood of Christ manga. <laughs> brutal. Absolutely <laughs> brutal. Pretty good. Uh, moving on, New Heinz condiment mayo chup has an unfortunate translation in Cree. So mayo chup, it's Heinz is doing this dumb shit where you can't mix. There, it's actually dumb uh, if you're a business because traditionally you would have to sell both a bottle of mayonnaise and a bottle of ketchup for people to mix it themselves. That's yeah. two bottles that you sold. Yeah, they're they're ta they're doing all the work, taking a hit for the consumer. Yeah, fucking. Heinz out there for the common man, yeah. putting it all together in one bottle so you don't have to mix it. And they call it mayo chup, which is a disgusting name. Yeah, it's just awful. Uh, so this language, Cree, it's an aboriginal language in Canada. Uh, and uh, Cree, or uh, mayo chup in Cree, it translates to shit-faced or shit is on my face. So that's, um, I don't know how many people are out there talking Cree all day, but uh, don't bring mayo chup around them. I, I, you know your brain is garbage when you hear Cree <clears throat> and assume this is a Marvel-related story. So yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Ask Some me, kind of sci-fi sci thing. Or speaking Cree, probably a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We'll move on. 
cheese made from celebrity belly button, ew, and armpit bacteria goes on display. Yeah. What? It belonged in a museum and that's where it is. Who's, ce which celebrity? What is that? Why is it anonymous celebrity? Uh, well, would you want your bacteria to be the thing responsible for this block of cheese? I wouldn't want it to be collected in the first place, but someone did, like what? Did yeah. they get it through like, like stealth? It might've been donated. Maybe it's a tax write-off. <laughs> Lori Lachlan's out there scraping her fucking armpits trying to pay off the, the government right now. I hope, I hope that's true. Yeah. I hope that's Tough true. Tough time out there. You got fucking Steven Sempervivo grabbing the, grabbing the, He's already the grundle, a, putting the cheese up there. Fucking armpit bacteria himself, mm -hmm. so. Well, uh, they got to pay it off somehow. Anyways, this is in a museum now. So if you want to go see it, that this is uh, this was on the Smithsonian site. So I'm not sure which Smithsonian museum it's in. There's a lot of them. But uh, hey, check it out. Someone breaks into home, takes nothing, gives it a good scrub. Well, that is nice. A wholesome crime. Yeah. So yeah. Like a meth break in. I would I forgot what they were doing there. Yeah, just it, like vacuumed, cleaned the couches, folded laundry, Ooh. like cleaned everything. It was a good crime. It was a cool crime. Cool crimes. Time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously pretty unsettling, especially if you're like a total mess piece of shit and you come home and you're like, why is my house clean? Yeah. You're like, did I get evicted and my landlord didn't tell me? You yeah. Know, like, are they taking apartment? pictures to sell this place? <laughs> so a, a bit unsettling, but uh you know, when it's all said and done, you got a clean house. <laughs> so there you go. It's a cool crime, yeah. dude. Housing secretary Ben Carson confuses real estate term REO with Oreo. So REO, it means real estate owned. It's a term used to describe foreclosed property that has been transferred back to a bank or lender after an unsuccessful auction. Ben Carson supposed to be uh, pretty up to speed on these things. Pretty important job he has. Uh, and instead of, uh, you know, cowering in shame and maybe passing on the job to someone far more qualified, he decided to uh, have a little fun and sent uh, the person who corrected him some uh, Oreos. Well, that's nice. Uh, it's fucking sad and disturbing and I hate it so much and I hate him. <laughs> He's a neuroscientist that qualifies you to do any job. Yeah, there was like a quote on Twitter. Someone like replied back to his Oreo tweet and they're like, Thanks, asshole. Now I can no longer say it's not brain surgery. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We live in hell. <laughs> Fugitive says he'll surrender if people like wanted poster. So, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, this guy is on the run. Okay. What do you do? In contact you know? with the police. He's in contact with the police. It was like in not really fun. Endangerment of a child, oh. potentially. Okay. Bummer. So on the run. Somehow this police lieutenant or whatever is in contact with him and he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm a man of my word. Said that too. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to turn myself in if you put my wanted poster on Facebook and it gets, uh, I think it was 20,000 likes, first of all. And for whatever reason, this person, this, this police officer was like, was able to negotiate him down to 15,000 likes because he thought that'd be more doable. So he's like, literally this criminal, like they're negotiating how many fucking likes this stupid thing is going to get on Facebook. And he's like, I'll turn myself in. I don't That's know if good. it's gotten the likes so far, but... Uh, For sure. But also, if you're this guy on the run and it doesn't get the likes, like, are you just free to go? Is that part of the plan? Yeah, you just keep going. You just, you know, you don't have to feel bad. You know, like, yeah, like, I gave the law a chance. Yeah, I fought the law and I won. <laughs> this is my they, time. Until they catch me at a like, Motel 6, you know, two months later. He's going to bring this up in court and be like, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, 
I said I was a man of my word. Are you telling, are you trying to make me believe that the state isn't a man of its word? Hey, well, let's get those likes. And then the, the judge is like, boom, boom, case dismissed. Here's five children. <laughs> Go commit some cool crimes. Yeah, get out of here. Wow. Uh, my turn? Yeah. Female squash stars furious after getting vibrators as tournament prize. Hmm. There, first of all, there are squash stars. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's probably not like the most popular sport, mm-hmm. and they probably went out to like sponsors to be like, hey, we got to give them something. Mm. Uh, and then, then like this very forward-thinking Dildonics company. Dildonics <laughs> was like, what better way to get our product out there? than to give it to champions. Yeah, yeah. This is so far, athletic. the Olympics have said no. So yeah. this is our foot in the door. Well, everybody's got needs. Uh, but the, the the female squash stars, they weren't too happy with it. Yeah. Uh, thought it was you, a bit Because you, you wouldn't, because in their mind, they're like, you wouldn't give out a pocket pussy to, if it was a bunch of male squash stars. Well, I don't know. Are there male squash stars? Yeah, but there's a lot of questions to this story. You play squash, right? <laughs> I don't even, I, I, if you ask me to describe the sport, it's like, I, I, it's, it's that where you hit the ball against the wall. Oh, you squash the ball by throwing it with your hand? I'm thinking of like high lie, but that's the thing with the fucking whoosh, I used to think, cool I grew hooks. up in Florida where that's really big, and I used to squash? think that, No, high lie. Oh. And I used to think that uh, only people with no arms could play the sport when I was growing up. Why? I thought that was like a, uh, like a, like a, a prosthetic? Yeah, I thought it was, I, and like that was just a sport they invented to hang out with each other. Listen, I was really, like I was a kid, like really young. I love that. It was terrifying. They had billboards up and I was like, those, if I ever saw one of those people, I'd be scared. They had billboards up where, where the, there wasn't someone holding the thing and you only saw the curvature Well, of you the know, you're seeing it from a car as you drive by, you can't, <laughs> hard to see. You don't really. But I think squash is when you hit the ball against the wall. It's okay. Like, That's like handball. Yeah, I think so. It's something like that. Listen. Obviously, I don't know about the sport. Maybe vibrators are like a, a, a cool thing that people get all the time in the sport. I yeah, don't know. maybe. <laughs> but they were upset. They were upset. Oh, bummer. Uh, speaking of being upset, upset cocaine customers help FBI bust massive <gasps> drug ring in Pontiac, Michigan. <laughs> this Cust- shit sucks. Customer service. Right I think there. it was like cut with fentanyl or something like that. Good. And they were like, get him. Hey, this is going to kill us. Why don't you get these guys off the streets? I love it, dude. There so, you go. Respect for your customer. That's job yeah. one. And then then they should be like, you're free to go, and here's some good shit. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> because they helped them. Oh, oh, oh. That's oh. what you do. Oh. It's I see like when saying. Tim Allen. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, when yeah. When Tim Allen busted the thing, well, he ratted on all his friends, but, you know. Yeah, he was just escaping jail time. But And then he yeah, got a show out of it. Then he got a couple shows. Yeah. Is that show still on? The one show? The recent one? I think it got brought back. Because it was like... It was taken away. Yeah, and they brought it back. They brought it back. So, and now he's going to be in Toy Story 4, probably, I would assume. (laughs) Probably. Buzz Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. So, kids... Rat on your friends. I, I, was, I was wondering what the takeaway <laughs> rat on, would be. Rat on your friends. Wow. All right. Nigel Farage shelters on campaign bus to avoid milkshake attack. Yeah. Have you seen? I saw. I saw. The, I saw the a tweet that was a. It was two before and afters. One where he was happy, and then right after a plane crash for like a publicity stunt. Have you seen that one? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like blood, up. Blood's he's like, coming down. Oh, and then the one where he's happy again, and then and he he's gets, covered in milkshake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they also milkshaked uh, uh, Sargon of Akkad. Yeah. The police, I think, or someone asked the local McDonald's near some of these rallies to like not sell milkshakes huh. and like Burger King UK posted on Twitter like come on in we got fresh milkshakes all day all night <laughs> and uh, it like listen I guess it's assault milkshakes 
like a McDonald's are too thick to just throw on somebody. So now you gotta let it warm up a yeah, bit. Yeah, you gotta like, there's a whole process. So if you're advertising your milkshakes, they're so watery. That yeah, water it down thrown. a little bit. That, that's not good business. So. But it's funny because it looks like, uh, it's like tossing paint on them, except it doesn't completely ruin their clothes. <laughs> just makes them smell. Is this is this related or is this just like someone was like, oh, this works pretty good. We should all do it. Yeah, everyone just started doing it. And then like it got to the point where after he got milkshake the first time, he was scared to leave the bus because like he was, just, you just assume that like everyone's standing outside with milkshakes ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't so, know what you do in that situation. I have like a couple of riot shields. Just like, because you look cool on that. You'd be like, yeah. Can't wait for the comments. Internet Today promoting violence. What did they throw So out? much for the tolerant left. Oh, no. I'm on propaganda. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go. Hello, comrade. No, comrade I gotta Undar. go. Comrade Undar here in, <laughs> in the flesh. Uh, Fire your boss. I am my boss. Fire yourself. <laughs> Just quit. Something Moby would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't blame the record labels for dropping me. I dropped me too. I'm just a bald alcoholic. He's just down the fucking self-deprecation de slope. Yeah, he's right. got those skis on. Anyways, uh, that's it. That's it. We ran out of stories. Also, I mean, this isn't really weird news, but uh, Theresa May st finally stepped down. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I saw. I heard that on NPR. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for... <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, it's not really weird. No. You're right. Uh, thanks you're for right. joining us, Brett. Yeah, uh, enjoy for... the rest of your day, the rest of your life. You too. Where can people find you? Well, you know, you can wander on over to old youtube.com slash cowchop. Mm -hmm. See the funnies over there. We got Spice Gauntlet 3. I don't know. When is this going up? What's it's like it? tonight. Ten... Oh, okay. Yeah, next week. Is that hot sauces? Yeah, it's the... We've slowly built out, but now it's like curry... Fucking extracts, fucking reaper peppers. It's yeah, horrible. I have. Uh, I just bought the like entire season eight hot ones because mm. we're gonna do a stream next month and uh, gonna go through all of them on the stream live. Those are pretty nice. You yeah, know, pretty good. Time. I got the, some of the gnarly ones. Uh, I've heard a lot of bad things. Like uh, you're supposed to be very careful when you like paint it on the wings. But uh, nothing on hot ones is like you're gonna be fine. Okay, cool. you're, you're you're like a spicy boy. Yeah, no, right? I like it. Yeah, yeah. so you'll be a tank. Maybe I'm not. It'll. At least be funny, because I feel like we're going to use way too much. Because I feel like when celebrities go on, they're like, they put it on with like a feather. Are you are you putting it on wings? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. We might have some vegan wings if you want to stop by. <laughs> I wonder if those are good or not. I, I think they're fine. Vegan uh, and vegetarian uh, chicken is not bad. I used to eat Morningstar patties a lot when I was vegetarian. Yeah, those are pretty good. I was a terrible vegetarian. I just ate cheese pizza and Morningstar patties. <laughs> I was a 7-Eleven vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, I go there all the I time. was noble, like Moby. I was like, got to save the animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheese taquito. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, well, I don't know what that was all about. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us. Follow Brett. Uh, what's your Twitter? Uh, just at Hundar. There you go. And uh, check out Cow Chop. Or uh, if you want, you can stay right here. Watch some, uh, watch some videos over here. Do that. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.